Pedro was Messiras Nefes as he bravely stayed behind, fighting off the church guards, allowing David and his mother, Senora Abatrani, a desperate escape from the clutches of the archbishop. They were headed to the Ebro River and had no idea which way to go or which ship to find that would be Ezra Hashem take them away from Spain. They desperately needed to get to the ship on time or they would get caught. And now, get ready for The Art of the Sofa, Part 2. They finally made it to the Ebro River. David slowed down the horses. Do they now make a left, or do they go to the right? I... I hope nobody is following us. A man ran out of the bushes and tried to get in front of the wagon. Espera! Espera! Please wait! I am friend of Pedro! Where is he? Whoa! Whoa! The wagon pulled up to a stop, allowing the man to run over. He fought off two church guards so we could escape. Who are you? Pedro approached me for help. I am here to help you to the sheep. A good man, Pedro. Pedro will make it. The man jumped on the wagon and pointed to the left. Then he switched places with David and got the horses to move forward. A few hours later, the wagon traveled by the Cathedral of Tortosa. My Abba told me about the debate at Tortosa. He did not go. Because I was very sick, and the Jewish doctor, Meshumir, who became a priest, Yehoshua Harlarki, caused so many Judeos to become Christian. The driver thought to himself, The poor boy doesn't realize that this is where his father was tortured and killed. They traveled on towards the port of Tortosa. This is the port of Tortosa in the Ebro River. Your trip will be aboard this caravella, a cargo ship commissioned by a Genoan company. The Ebro River leads into the Mediterranean Sea. Bezrat Hashem, what is our final destination? Pisa, Italy. There is a wealthy Judeo banker there. Michil de Pisa, who once in a while arranges secret transfers of Judeos out of Spain. Emerza Hashem, a Kodosh Parahu, will help us escape. It is hard. We just lived here for hundreds of years, working hard in helping the country, and now we run away. And we cannot be caught. Many will suffer consequences. Because it will cause all the people involved trouble and danger? Clever. Yes, it is a big risk for them, and we do not want to be caught. It would be dawn in a few hours, and the ship's crew made final preparations for the caravel before it navigated the river to the Mediterranean Sea. Suddenly, the shipmates on board all turned around to the sounds of horses approaching. The captain spoke quickly to the engineer. Is everything all set? We cannot be caught. The engineer nodded his head. The soldiers stopped in front of the ship. They quickly dismounted. The lead officer ran up the plank. Who is the captain of this ship? I demand to see him now. 
I am Colonel Alfonso Caminero. I represent the Archbishop Paul de Santa Maria. I am honored with your presence. I am the captain, Captain Giuseppe Malcascresto. Why the alarm? We are looking for a woman and her son. We will search your ship. If you hide them, you will incur the wrath of the church. It will be bad for you and your partners who are assisting Rudios to escape. The captain quickly locked eyes again with the engineer for a brief second. Alfonso noticed. Is there a problem, captain? Uh, ab- absolutely not. I want my crew to assist your soldados in any way in moving around the cargo below in search of the woman and her son. We would never break such laws. The captain and his men went below, followed by some of the ship's crew. Move these crates around, check all the holds and cabins, check for loose floorboards. They must be here somewhere. We cannot let them escape. What is this? A movement behind this crate? With swords drawn, they slowly move the crate. Dios mio, a gato. After a while of searching. Okay, anything. Any sign of the woman and her son? No, teniente. Dios mio, impossible. We must search the roads. The archbishop will be furious. Vamos! Let's go. The captain and the engineer glanced at each other as the soldiers mounted their horses and headed back from the direction they had come from. It was now dawn and the ship set sail. They sailed for about two miles and the captain ordered to drop the anchor and the ship slowly came to a standstill. There was silence, except for sounds of wildlife and the rhythm of water lapping against the hull of the ship. Where are they? Anthony, any sight of them? No, Captain. This has to take place here and now while it is still dark outside. We must stop here any further and we will reach the Delta del Ebro. Safe at the Delta. There are no trees on the riverbanks for cover. Look, a raft. Thank the Lord. A small river raft was propelled by two rowers from the thick wooded banks of the river. Quickly, quickly. I need a few men here to help them come aboard. Let's do this quickly, Ben. Signora Abertrani and two other couples were helped up the rope ladder as David climbed up after them. Welcome, everyone. We sail to Italy. Anthony, show them to their quarters below. Please go below and and rest. It will be a long voyage. David suddenly felt his mother lean heavily on him. He looked at her pale face. Signora Donna suddenly collapsed. Signora Abatrani and David settled below the deck with the other Jews who were also escaping Spain. David would sit in his musty cabin below deck and look at his father's Megillat Esther. Abba was so understanding. He told me to take the Megillat Esther wherever I went. He somehow knew. He knew. It is like having Abba and all of his bitachon and the Torah with me wherever I go. The captain developed a liking for David 
and gave him a quill and ink to practice his letter writing on old rags. The other Jewish passengers nodded and smiled at David's talent. You will be the future hope of our people, young David Abutani. You should be Zoche to be a great sofer and Tamil Chacham like your Abba, Hashem Imkom Tamor. Thank you, Senor Harim. Is that Hashem? We will be arriving in Pisa. Not too many Jews there. One of my mentors was Porfiat Duran, a doctor and scholar. He was forced to convert during the riots in 1391. He hated doing this and later managed to escape Spain. He made arrangements to travel to Israel. I do not know if he ever made it. He always recommended to me that if I ever travel to Italy to visit Italia Gil de Pisa. I understand he is involved in this whole operation. Big mitzvah and a big risk on his part. What does Yehiel de Pisa do? Banking, lending money, international shipping. The Florentines are very much into business and international trade and have a great need for banking. Baruch Hashem, the Judeos are good at that. Why? Judeos were forbidden to own property in different European countries for hundreds of years. In many countries, Judeos could only open a business, a store, if they joined membership to a guild. But you have to be a Christian. And so it goes. But regarding lending money and collecting interest, business, like a bank, the church made a law that Christians cannot do this. Aha! But Jews are allowed to lend money with interest, business, to Christians. So the Judeos bankers can do this and lend money to help grow business? Yes. And Judeos lend money to dukes and at times even to kings, my young friend. The Jewish bankers and business people help once little towns in Europe, like London and Paris, to develop into big cities. London and Paris? Wow. So why do these countries hate us if Jews help them build their cities and their countries? Why are we running away from Spain, my friend? They don't like that we are Judeos. We believe in Hashem and follow the Torah. So they need us for our banking and business, but hate us. But our Judaism doesn't bother them. We only do good for the countries. It doesn't make any sense. No, it does not make sense. We have Emunah in Hashem, knowing that He runs the world. We do our Hishtadlut to do what our ancestors have done in the past. The Tefillah and trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That is right, my young friend. They finally arrived in Pisa. The De Pisa family were more than welcoming. They set up Signora Betrani and David with comfortable lodging as Moshe Harif retained a position working for Vitali Yechiel De Pisa in the banking business. A few years went by. David had his bar mitzvah on Shabbat in the Pisa shul whose location remained the same since the ninth century. Everyone congratulated young David Abitrani on his Torah lecture that he prepared by himself. Your devout Torah was very special. Hashuv me'od. As I said on the ship, Be'ezrat Hashem, you should be zocheh to continue in your father's ways. David had a daily schedule learning with Moshe Harif and other scholars. He would take an afternoon nap and then return to the shul to study and practice his safros. One day, 
when David was about to take a nap, he noticed an artist from his window. He was painting scenery. David always enjoyed looking at drawings, loved to draw himself, but never saw an artist at work. I must go down to watch him. The artist did not pay attention to David or the others watching him. Suddenly, the artist called out in frustration and scratched off his recent work. I have trouble with these words. Um, they are Hebrew letters, senor. Hey, what? I'm very familiar with Hebrew. Who are you, boy? David, from Tortosa, Spain. I can do it for you if you wish. I'm trained in Hebrew letter writing. Let me try. You'll see. The artist took a long look at the smiling, eager boy and said, <laughs> Well, I could only scratch it off. Here you go. Try your best. The artist handed the brush to David and immediately noticed how the young boy methodically handled the brush. David then began to write the letters and the words. You see, these Hebrew letters spell kashar basar, which means kosher meat. Hey, can tell your expertise, Wathi Brush. Have you ever taken lessons? Your letters are even more elegant than the same. I learned to write from my father, Alova Shalom. Your father? Well, Senor Hashalom must be a great teacher. That is not his name. Alova Shalom in Hebrew means may he rest in peace. He was killed in Spain for being a Jew. I forgive me. Please accept my condolences and your loss. Hmm, do you perchance draw images? No, a, a little. But I practice a lot on letters. I will be a scribe like my father. The artist was thinking to himself, Malad is gifted. He has a fair promise. Tell him his potential. Uh, sorry, I have to go now. I have a lesson on Jewish law with a friend. Maybe I'll come tomorrow if you're still here. Adios, sen- senor. I-, I did not get your name. Yes, yes. How rude of me. My name is Robert Anderson. At your service, my young master. David Abotrani. Oh, please stop by again. You never know. I might need your help. God willing, I'll try. That night, David had a dream. In his dream, he saw a picture of his father, Rabino Abatrani, and it appeared as if he were smiling at David. David woke up startled and jumped out of bed. He ran to his desk and immediately began to draw the face of his saintly father. After he finished, he was exhausted and went back to bed. The next afternoon, David looked out the window, and there was Robert Anderson. David remembered the drawing of his father from last night. I must take this to the artist Anderson. I am curious to hear what he has to say. Good afternoon, Master Anderson. Hey, you returned, my young master. Good to see you. I told you that I draw once in a while. I did so last night. What do you think? It is of my saintly papa. Ah, a fine piece of art. And this is without any training. 
David just nodded his head. The artist thought to himself, I can scarce believe it. I could take him under me guidance, and together we might become famous even among the Italians, and with much wealth to be earned. You are naturally a gifted artist. I have never seen anything like this from such a young lad. With training, you could become a great artist. I can train you. You will become very wealthy, and you could be well known throughout the world. Oh, I, I do not know. I need to follow the ways of my saintly father. I need to talk to my mama and my friend Moshe Harif. One more idea to reckon with, young lad. Consider the possibility of your newfound wealth to help your fellow Jews to escape Spain. That sounds marvelous. Two nights later, Signora Abatrani invited Moshe Harif and his wife for a late afternoon tea. And then there was a knock on the door. David, go see who is there. I am always nervous when an uninvited person comes knocking at my door. You know. The story is about to take a twist. David walked over to the door and opened it. It was Robert Anderson. Hey, I'm glad to have found you, me young artist. I have excited news of a new commission from the Duke of Brescia. I spoke with my mama and Moshe Kharif, but they were not happy with the idea. They are all here now. If there's any interest in you to be my apprentice, well then, please, invite me in. For an opportunity to speak to them. Okay. This is my mama, and this is Moshe Kharif, my mentor in Torah education. Mama, Moshe. This is the artist, Robert Anderson. Please, senor, sit down. Join us. David is very excited about your work and offer, but at this time... We feel that he needs to study. Of course, I do understand. Ten years ago, I was a young apprentice to John van Eyck, famous artist from Belgium. Van Eyck and I were commissioned to work for Duke John, the ruler of Holland. We were then offered to work in the great hall of his, Bavarian castle, but suddenly he was poisoned. Ah, the life of royalty. And Ike no longer needed my services, so I have come on my own to paint the lovely city of Pisa, especially the peculiar tilting bell tower of the cathedral. Beautiful architecture. And the baptistry, of course? I certainly. All the holy sites of the Field of Miracles, ironically, all funded by money pillaged by seafaring adventures of Pisa. Ah, the life of religious people, eh, Master Anderson? Ah, a good one, sir. Look, I just received notice from Count Alessandro Martinengo of the city of Brescia. He's a patron of the arts, 
and he has requested that I decorate the whole of his Palazzo Martinengo with murals. I could use an assistant. Young David here could do that and would certainly gain on his potential greatness in the arts. I also understand the commission is to paint family coat of arms, some portraits, hunting scenes, and landscapes on the walls. There will be no religious paintings, I'm sure. That is a concern. That is good. Brescia? Where is this place? Brescia is in northern Italy, between Verona and Milano. It is now part of the Dominion of Venice. The Venetians are more tolerant to the Jews like Pisa because they're very much involved in international trade and business and appreciate the Jewish bankers. Who will be with him? Who will make sure that he keeps up with his lessons? I, there will be no doubt. I'll make sure he'll keep up with his lessons. I do not think so. I could help many judios like ourselves. This is very needed, and I want to do this. Please, let me go. Moshe Harif and Signora Abatrani looked at each other. I am not well enough to travel, and I cannot let him go alone. No disrespect to you, Master Anderson. I, I truly understand, but there was another knock at the door. I, sorry, I still have fear when people knock at my door. When I am not expecting anyone, I need to overcome this. I will get the door. I, it can't be. Everybody shall David immediately ran to the door and hugged the visitor. Pedro, Baruch Hashem, you are alive. Pedro, please come, come, sit down. I have heard so much about you. But how? <laughs> First, Signora, muchas gracias to you. I did hear your warning about Juan getting up from behind me, and it did save me. But then I was caught off guard and Alfonso stabbed me. Alfonso was in such a rush to catch up with your wagon. He didn't realize that I was not seriously wounded. He unhitched a horse from the wagon and rode to the cathedral to get more solidaros. When it was safe, I then unhitched the other horse and rode to safety. And now extra guards were all over the ports. Sailing on a ship was no longer safe. One day, we'll talk about my journey. I'm glad to have found you all. We are so happy that you did. This is Moshe Harif and his wife. He works for the Tepisa family, and this is Robert Anderson, an artist. He is a great artist who wants me to help him. He could teach me, and it could help. David, please, stop. It cannot work out. But, Mama... Oh, what is this all about? We don't want David to assist and learn artistry and become famous and wealthy and help the Spanish Judeos. It's a nice dream, but uh, what about his studies? And, and it could be dangerous. But, Mama, Jews are always helpless. We are all helpless. Maybe, with Hashem's help, I could help in some way. 
if it would be any help, I would be happy to escort David and to make sure he learns his lessons. Why, he could even teach me. How long will my son be there? It could be anywhere from six months to a year, senor. But, but you could come to visit. Donna looked at Moshe Kharif and his wife, and then to David and his pleading eyes. Well, as long as we can visit from time to time, and Pedro, who graciously offered to accompany you, God willing, Imersa Hashem, you shall be Matzliach, my little David. Senora Donna Batrani and Moshe Kharif were opposed to sending David away with the artist, but they felt if they held David back, it would do little good and perhaps have the opposite effect. David left with the parting words from his mother and Moshe Kharif. Remember the ways of your father and mother to always remember that your father was a Talmud Chacham who was Mesirah Snefesh for Yiddishkeit. And no honor or wealth could equal the value of the Torah. The beautiful Alps could be seen in the distance. Look at the mountains. Wow, look how majestic. Before we arrive, listen to me. In this Lombardy region of Italy, there are uncertainties. The popes like Martin and the current one, Eugenius, have passed very favorable edicts towards the Jews. For example, it is forbidden to force Jews to convert. That's very good. Yes, and the current Pope Eugenius has a Jewish physician, Elijah Di Sabato, very respected in all of Italy. He has full citizenship and is the first Jewish professor at the Pavia University. How interesting. Stop, Pedro. How do you know all this? <laughs> I make it my business to know things, David. However, in this region, there are local leaders and priests like Father Bernardino of nearby Siena and his student John of Capistrano, both great speakers and influencers. They both speak very much against the Jews. He has many followers and attracts thousands of people to hear their sermons. Again, it is not like Spain where you can be forced to threatened. I still suggest caution, young David and Pedro, not to draw attention to the fact that ye are Jews. Maybe call yourself Diaz instead of David. You mean it is not safe to be a Jew in Brescia? No, I'd never be saying that. Just to be extra careful. Why attract attention? You should have said this before we started the journey. Maybe we should return. Pedro, there is no danger in Asia. You did not mention this because you were afraid we would... We would not want to come with you. There really is no danger, Pedro. 
You must trust me on this. But Pedro, we are here. Look how beautiful. It is not dangerous like Spain. Pedro whispered in David's ears. You are right, David. But I no longer have any trust in Anderson. They finally arrived at the palace. The servants called for Count Alessandro Martinengo. The Count came running out of his palace. Hey, what a happy occasion! Please come inside. I will have my servants bring you to your living quarters. At first, please come and have some wine, baked polenta and fruit. Okay, Pedro, you know everything. What is baked polenta? Baked cornbread. For the next three months, David picked up very quickly with Anderson's guidance. He only worked on the hunting scenes, landscapes, and the family coat of arms. The Count would walk by and admire the young artist's work. So you are only 13 years old. The Lord has given you marvelous talents, young Diaz. Keep up the great work. The Count would bring visitors to the castle to watch David at work. David would receive words of praise and even applause from the Count's royal friends. David did like the attention he was getting. He was no longer a refugee, scared for his life, but accepted and praised by royalty. Buongiorno, my young master Diaz. I was wondering if you would like to accompany me to listen to the speech of the great father, John of Capistrano. Upon hearing the name John of Capistrano, David froze and thought, That's the priest who makes speeches against the Jews. David slightly bowed and replied to the Count, Sorry, I cannot sit for so long. That is why I did poorly in school. Of course, you are young. Giovanni of Capistrano, very, very popular. I never heard him speak. They expect such a crowd that it will have to take place outdoors. A momentous event. You should come, young Diaz. David just stood still with his head bowed. Well, well, I understand. Really, I was going to ask Master Anderson to accompany me, but I cannot find him anywhere. David made no reply about this either, because he knew where Robert Anderson was. The Count continued, Frey Bernardino and Giovanni are very, very holy people. They sleep on the floor and they eat minimal food. They hate everything to do with money, luxuries, fancy shoes and clothing, and of course, the Jews and their money. While listening, earnestly nodding his head, David cringed as he thought, the situation in Brescia was becoming very uncomfortable. David respectfully continued to listen to the Count with his head bowed. What if he found out that I am Jewish? The Count now began to pace the floor. 
I like to bring guests to my castle, you know. But I would never invite the likes of Bernardino. Why, he hates paintings, even religious paintings, and anything of wealth and luxury. If it were up to the Holy Father, he would take all of my paintings and throw them into a large fire with all the fancy shoes. The Count suddenly stopped and stared at Ovid. Please, uh, don't keep your head about and uh, look at me, please. Won't you come with me to hear the great Fray John of Capistrano? I prefer to stay and do my work, Count. As I mentioned, I'm not very good at standing still. <laughs> I was just like you when I was your age. Of course, young Maestro Diaz. However, when you find Anderson, tell him I was looking for him. That afternoon, around 120,000 people came to hear Giovanni of Capistrano. David walked out into the estate of the castle and he thought, I should tell Pedro that I am uneasy being here, but... But I am so attracted to all the attention that I am getting, and it is so beautiful and peaceful here. David then saw Anderson in his usual place, under an olive tree, sleeping with a jug of ale lying next to him. As David looked at the drunken Anderson, he thought to himself, now I know why Van Eyck did not desire his services. David did speak to Pedro about being uncomfortable in Brescia, but his desire for the arts and all the attention that he was getting made him feel accepted and secure. A few months went by. The Count would walk by and admire David's work, he thought to himself, This young boy is a genius. Anderson said the boy needed to go back home at the year's end. I must convince this boy to stay. This, this young master, this genius, could make me the most famous patron of the arts in all of Italy. One day, the Count spoke up to... David, young Master Diaz, I am already aware of Anderson's whereabouts. My servants have observed him drinking and slumbering beneath the trees. It seems he leans heavily on your contributions. You are doing most of the work. The decision on my part to sponsor him appears to be a mistake. He was commissioned to work for Van Eyck. Ah, hard to believe now. Your mastery of the craft is truly evident. I find no further need for Anderson. I intend to commission another seasoned artist who will also serve as your mentor. I implore you to remain here. You shall ascend to legendary status among kings and dukes 
as a young great master artist renowned throughout Italy and Europe. At first, David had goosebumps. He was excited to hear this, but then reality set in and he responded, My my mother is expecting me home. You are not only a talented young man, but a very respectful, obedient young man. I truly admire you for this, an opportunity for a lifetime, and you are considering your respect for your mama. I will be glad to have your mama, your whole family if needed, to come up here to live with you in Brescia. I do not know, Count. Think about this, young man. Please give it consideration. The Count smiled, turned, and then walked away. David thought to himself, Sounds nice, but he doesn't know that I am a judio. As the Count walked out of the castle, he did not notice an angry Robert Anderson standing underneath the staircase. So, the Count Martinengo has no need for me artistic services. I he is going to be keeping the lad, the Jewish lad. Well, he'll be needing to know about the secret of young Master Diaz. Thank you for listening to Jewish Audio Theater with your host, Eshi Rizel. Stay tuned for the exciting conclusion of the art of the sofa.